Yes, welcome to another episode of Brand Width. My name is Sam McEwen, and joining me as always is Dean Nilsson. How are you today, Dean? I'm very well, Sam. It is good to be here again with you. That is good. So uh, for the uninitiated, we are a couple of marketing tragics. The idea of the show is that each episode, one of us will pose a topic relating to the world of marketing, a topic without notice, and we see where it takes us. And today, I have a topic. Your turn. <laughs> so um, this one is a, an interesting one. Um, well, it's interesting to me. Hopefully it'll be interesting to everybody else as well. <laughs> but um, it's the concept of price sensitivity. Yeah. But the concept of price sensitivity as it relates to brand loyalty. Yeah. And in particular, during times of recession. Oh, topical. Yeah. So that this is something that I have, uh, you know, you say it's topical. This, this is something that I've been talking about a lot to clients yeah. and, and other people that I've come in contact with. And I think it's a really, really important one. And it's a good primer for... You know, I guess other topics that are related to times of recession and economic downturns and, you know, something that, that we as marketers are becoming all too aware of, at least at the time that this podcast was recorded. So, um, yeah, I, I, think, I think it's a really important topic because the data, and there's lots of it, tends to paint a pretty um, clear picture that all the rules around price sensitivity and brand loyalty change okay. during times of an economic downturn. Yeah. Um, and I think that that you know presents some particular opportunities as well as threats to to brands uh, during this time. That if you're not aware of, well, maybe you'll stumble blindly through and, and get caught out. So. Yeah. Uh, my hope, I guess, is that by talking about this, that, that it might put it in front of mind and, and we'll make better decisions. Okay. So, look, yeah, I guess the, the context is, uh, you know, when we're recording this episode, you know, at the moment in Australia, we're sort of preparing to come out of the, the mandate, mandated isolation associated with the coronavirus. And, and I guess my assumption that, that I've made, I don't think it's a particularly wild one, is that, you know, this period of lockdown that, that we've been in here and, and most other parts of the world is, is a period of economic crisis, mm -hmm. but it's not a, it's not a recession. No, uh, and and yeah. the, the, the recession is probably what's going to come next. You know, and most, most of the, the people who know about these things tend to suggest that we're going to either to become in varying degrees of a recession or depression, and, and then that's going to be the, the, the market in which most of us are operating in. Um, so that, that's the sort of the, the assumption that, that I've made. And so in, in my planning and the, pl and the planning that we've done with our clients here, we sort of plan to say, okay, well, what, you know, what world are we going to be in? And, and we've made this assumption of, uh, you know, that we'll be in a, in a recession. And I think... What's the definition uh, of a recession? I mean, the technical definition is it's a quarter or two Two quarters. quarters two quarters of negative, negative growth. growth. Okay. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, you know, maybe a better way of looking at it actually is an economic downturn, yeah. right? Because yeah. it, it's it's changing, you know, it's a... It's a you know, I guess a recession is 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 technically those those two two negative quarters. You know, what happens though, I guess, is that 
you know, there's that flow-on effect, right, is that as people lose their jobs, they stop spending money. You know, as they stop spending money, then businesses, you know, don't make as much money. They have to lay off more people and they lose their jobs and the cycle continues. Yeah, and I I think even with now, like, this will be the interesting thing. uh, We don't know, um, you know, what's going to happen coming out of this, but, um, you know, even the new way of, you know, the new way that business is being being done, like uh, I probably there's a... There's, a, there's an argument, it's a pretty strong argument to say that um, some of the jobs that were there previously, um, it's become clear that they were potentially, um, you know, a little, um, weren't really necessary or that job can be done by someone else. I think especially yep. in hospitality, um, you know, there won't be as many staff moving forward even, you know, as we kind of go out and even, I know they've been talking about things like footy teams and stuff like that, the AFL here in Australia, the, you know, do we need this many coaches? I think those conversations are going to be everywhere. So yeah. I think it's a good tip. Um, it's a good It's a good bet that, um, yeah, it, it, there is a, it will be a, a contraction. Yeah, and, and, and this is it. So what, what happens in these times is, you know, less to do with the economics of it really and, and much more to do with consumer behaviour and and yep. what we do, right? And, you know, what happens is regardless of whether you've lost your job or not, we all start to become a little bit more risk averse and we all start and we all start placing a much higher level uh, of priority on, on security. Yep. And that changes the way we shop. It changes the way that we make decisions. And the big... The big uh, you know, thing that happens is, is that we actually all become, uh, we all our purchasing decisions, we, we start to actually put a lot more effort into them. So, you know, if you, if you think back to the, the classic marketing texts or consumer yep. behaviour texts, yep. you know, we talk about, um, you know, low involvement versus high involvement pr- products, right, yep. uh, purchases. So we put in a lot more effort into buying a car or buying a house, you know, than we would buying a, a tube of toothpaste and, yep. and, you know, therefore we're going to go through. So so what happens, the first the first major sort of consumer uh, behaviour change that happens during a session is, is we start putting more effort into those low involvement purchases. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm not suggesting that we, we put, put in, in the same amount of effort into into buying toothpaste <laughs> than we do buying a house, but we certainly start to become more educated about every purchasing decision we make, right? Yeah. So, in, in good economic times, that that purchase of that toothpaste is a is a non decision. Yeah, right. We have our brand. You know, obvious. You know, brand loyalty is an interesting topic. You know, certainly. You know, Professor Byron Sharp has has thrown a bit of a grenade into that one. I tend to agree with that. You know, I don't think we're really as brand loyal as we think. But there's a, a, a category of decisions that we make as consumers that we just don't put the effort into. We don't care whether there's a cheaper or better tube of toothpaste. We buy Colgate. It's probably like, not. It's it's probably a good way to to think. It's probably not loyalty. It's just it's it's. I spoke of in the last last episode about heuristics. It's a it's a heuristic. It's a shortcut. To, it is. You know, I don't. That's think exactly about what it is. I don't think about it. Yeah, so. and that's a really good way. The, the term loyalty. I mean, we should all just we should all just put a line through that as marketers, right? Like, um, I don't think brand loyalty. The way it, the way we refer to it anyway as marketers, I tend to think is just wildly off. And yeah. And so yeah, you're right. It, it's it's that heuristic. You know, it's because if we actually put in 
all the, that effort into every purchasing decision we made, it would be tremendously fatiguing and we wouldn't get that much benefit. So the fact that there may be a cheaper brand of toothpaste or a better brand of toothpaste doesn't matter because yeah. it's Colgate and it will do, right? Um, you know, and, and there's all sorts of psychology into why we chose that particular brand. So this is the interesting thing. This is why I think it's, it's uh, um, really, really interesting about what happens in, in recessions is suddenly we don't make that throwaway decision anymore. Yeah. Suddenly we go, well, hold on, maybe there is a cheaper, particularly cheaper, and this is why you know, this concept of price sensitivity is you know, typically, depending on the type of consumer you are, you're going to be more or less price sensitive. Yeah. And, and uh, for, for those of us and, and you know, the, the bulk of, of consumers that really, you know, certain purchasing decisions we make, which is not price sensitive at all. It doesn't matter. Right? I don't care whether you give me 50% off. I don't care how cheap your toothpaste is or product. That's going to be my go-to <laughs> example. I think the toothpaste is stuck so with nice, it. But the teeth is so yeah, That's it. Yeah, this yeah. is an ad for Colgate. This, this episode is brought to you by Colgate. <laughs> Um, so, you know, we make that decision and we don't care, you know, and, and maybe there are more high involvement purchases that, that we do put that effort into, but for, for the fair bulk of, of things that we purchase regularly, we don't care. It, that's our brand and we're sticking to it. Yep. And what that means, I think, is that during normal times, if you're, you know, one of those competing brands to Colgate in this scenario, you've got a really tough you know, time ahead of you to try to get anyone to switch, right? Price, price alone is not going to do it, generally speaking. Maybe you can, you know, maybe you can make some small incremental improvements by having a good price, but it's still going to be a real battle, right? And, and the, the degree of market share that you can gain just by having a, a cheaper price is, is not going to be that great. It's going to be, it's going to take a sustained effort over a large period of time, you know, and you're going to need to do a lot of other things as well. You're going to need that, those brand ads and, and whatever else if you're going to take that market share away from Colgate. But this, this interesting, you know, thing that happens in, in, in these economic downturns is that changes and we, and we suddenly are, are more educated. We're making, we're putting more effort into these decisions. And what that means is we're open to that marketing message. Yeah. Right. So whereas previously, you know, you had a tough time, uh, you know, as that challenger brand, um, now suddenly people are looking and we, we're making, you know, we're, we're, we're spending more time at that supermarket shelf or we're spending more time online researching what would have normally just been an unthinking purchase. And, you know, and, 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 and this, I think, is really, really important for us to, to think about as marketers. And so, so there's two studies that relate to this that I want to mention. The first is a, an Ipsos report from 2009. Uh, I think both of these are around 2009, right, which is interesting because that's obviously the last time that we were in a global recession. Uh, I do want to make a point, though, that when we're talking recessions, the data, whether it's from the early 1900s or whether it was from 2009, all tends to be very, very similar. So, so one of the, the great misnomers that I'd like to just sort of point out is that we're, you know, we're living in this new time where the, the world is so different to the ones of our, the time of our grandparents or whatever it is. Honestly, I don't think it is. You know, all the data sends to say that, that, that as far as purchasing decisions are, are concerned, we make, we use the same behaviour, the same psychology, the same principles behind it, whether it was, you know, back in the 1900s or, or yep. yeah. But anyway, the, the two, the two uh, reports that I want to mention were, were both from 2009 or around about that time. So the first was an Ipsos poll 
and uh, an IMSIS report rather, and it found that 80% of consumers globally uh, during times of recession are likely to consider switching from their usual brands to lower price brands. Yeah. So that's a huge number, right? 80%. Yeah. But I think that more importantly is the, is a study that came from McKinsey and Company that found that 34% of consumers who do switch to a cheaper alternative during a recession. Yeah. Um, so this is that the, they polled uh, they polled consumers in this study, and they found that 34% of them said that they no longer preferred the higher price item. Yeah. And 41% said that while they did prefer the higher price out, uh, item. It, they they no longer thought it was worth the money. Yeah. So so I think I think this is really pivotal. So so not only will eighty percent of of people consider switching to a to a brand during times of recession purely on price, uh, but thirty four percent of them are either going to decide long term that the the other brand wasn't worth the money, um, you know, or, or sorry sorry that the, the the other brand wasn't actually better, or forty one percent is is yeah, going to say that it wasn't worth the money, which means seventy percent of those those consumers who switch are actually unlikely to switch back once you come out of that recession. Goes to show and, you how fragile that um, the well that loyalty is, but fragile the. Um, the brand, the brand, the decision making is like the once, right. you, once you, once you're locked in and you've got you know got got a got a customer where you want them, um, you know to avoid at all costs giving them any reason to that, think about switching because it's it's hard to do but once they do then they you know they, that's exactly they, they right and, and this is what I think you know when you look at recessions right like they're they're pretty consistent they seem to come around every sort of eight to yeah, twelve years right um, now and and so. What it means is, is every ten years or so, or every time you come into a recession, you always have this perfect storm of events that, depending on the way that you act as a brand, as a marketer, as a business, means that you have this one, this golden opportunity, this once in a decade opportunity to either win market share at a much faster rate than you ordinarily would, or lose market share at a much uh, faster rate. Yeah, and and it can be as simple as price, right? Which may be the the lever that the the marketers go to a little more often than they should, and, and you know, there's all sorts of studies on on how we're actually making our brands less profitable and and uh, you know diminishing the the value of our brands by by pulling that lever too often. But we have this, you know, in times of recession, we have this once in a ten year opportunity to pull that lever and actually have it work in a really significant way, and then. To, to, to win new customers or to, to win market share and then hold on to them because they're likely to, once we come out of the downturn, you know, and, and buying behavior returns to normal, we don't put the, the effort on that. Well, you know, all those, all those messages that, that we normally tune out will suddenly be tuned out again and we'll be brand loyal to a new brand. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, yeah. When you talk about price, it's also got me thinking about... Um, even value as well, like um, so. Um, staying on the toothpaste, um, 
two-bay train for a while, but I, I remember here, you know, those, you know, 20% extra value packs and things like that, you know, in, right. in Australia, like you, you, you start to, you, you know, you can compare and go, okay, well, I normally buy this, but oh, with that, I'll get 20% more for the same price. It's a different brand. I'm going to get more, like, uh, I can see that mindset certainly creeping in if, if you're, you know, counting your pennies, so to speak. Um, so even if it might not be cutting price, um, you know, what, what more can you give? But it made me think of, um, you know, you know, taking it into like a, you know, the the, the B two B place space, and in like a, even you know, as, as agencies or you know, if you've got a you know, service company, you've got what you're saying. If if what you're saying is true, then you've got an opportunity to kind of, um, to start asking the question. Well, you've always used those guys. Why? You know, mm. are you getting value for money? You know, are you getting? Right. We can give you more. Um, if you're, if people are more open to decision, you know, to, to changing, and there, that is the climate that we're that we're in. Um, then it does make you start to think a bit 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 differently, like about how you, yeah. how you target or maybe what you go after, and how you you know you, what you decide to to, to go for. Big time, yeah. and, and they're the two things for me. Like I, I think, I think. One is is considering your your pricing policy, right? In, in the first place, you know, and and so something that um, you know a number of, of the the clients we work with have adopted <coughs> a sort of premium pricing model, or that or that, or that they don't discount ever uh, under under any circumstances, which which I actually think is 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 a, is a very good one. Yes, you know, and, and under under normal circumstances. So, so you know, but the the one, one I, I think the thing I think about there is that for those brands, and I've been having these conversations with our clients. I say, well, this is actually a free hit, right? You, you have this, you have this 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 free hit where you pro, where you can discount, right? Once off. Your, your customers have already been trained that you never discount, so they're going to be real more responsive to that yep. anyway. Um, and but but also because of the the changed buying behaviour and 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 um, you know the changed conditions, I guess as as consumers, right? You can win market share, hold that on, and then put your prices up and never discount again. Yeah, you know, and I, and I really think as a brand, I'd be interested to, to see you know your take on, on that. I feel that that you can do it. You know, you can, you're not going to diminish the value of your brand by having a, a cheaper price, you know, or, or discounting under these circumstances in the same way that you would if every month you had a sale. No, that that's that's probably fair. Uh, you you, I think it's how you then come out of it, like um, you know, later on, because once you offer a discount, you know, that's what people expect. Um, yeah. It, it's, Different, you know, it depends on what 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 your brand is, what your product is, where you where, where you kind of sit. But I mean, I think you. Um, so whenever you do it, I just think you realize what you're doing. But I, but why are you doing it? Like I think the the the, the trap, you know, in in discounting is um, your kind of. You know, your um, if you discount now, you're trying to make more sales now, but you're mm. um, you're you know you're losing profit in the future by um, you know by trying to get that short term um, gain yeah. now. Um, and so and and then people are going to expect your price to kind of stay there, and it's very hard to to move up afterwards. I think. If if we're talking from a different point of view of going right, I'm I'm not about trying to you know undercut and make my sale make my volume now. I'm I'm trying to um, 
you know, strategically, um, um, you know, grab some share off someone else, um, then it's, yeah. a, it's a little bit of a different um, mindset behind it and a different approach. Uh, you know, then the plan is, then, then the challenge is going to be, okay, how do we, you know, lead ourselves out of that? But, you know, it depends. That's right. What's, I mean, what are the, what's, what is the, what's a recession? A couple of years, three years? I don't know. Yeah, I think two, two to three years. Two to three years. Is, yeah. Um, but yeah. but yeah, that makes that makes sense. I'm I'm um, I'm down with that. I can see. Um, yeah. uh, it's, it's oh good because <laughs> I've been telling people that. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> we, I, I think uh, yeah, from that it's a mindset thing, isn't it? It's uh, yeah. open to all of a sudden everything's on the table because things have things have, things have changed. You know, we're not yeah, um, and so um, it becomes a, a climate of of of. Um, of consideration, not just you know doing yeah, things the same that's way right. we've done. So, I mentioned two things. I mean, I, I don't want to. I said there's two things, and I mentioned one thing. So the other thing for me, I, I think, is actually product, right? So, so certainly, like thinking your price and policy as it relates to discounting is is one way. But I think the other way is thinking about your price and policy as it as it relates to product. So, you know, you mentioned the B2B example. You know, obviously we've been talking toothpaste and, and that's easy to understand, but I think it does apply to every, more or less every industry and every type of business, you know, and, and I think from a B2B uh, example, I, you know, th there's a lot of B2B businesses, discount's not going to cut it, right? One, you're spending other people's money, so I mean, maybe, you know, the price is still cut is a factor, but often, you know, B2B, it's, it's harder to discount and, and, you know, we're not having these, these promotions. But I think thinking about your product may be another way to, do, to, to, to think about it, to say, well, okay, is there a way that I can introduce a cheaper product? an entry-level product maybe or yeah. some kind of lead-in product that says, well, if the world's going to change and they're going to suddenly be more sensitive to price, you know, how difficult is it now suddenly going to be for you to sell your service, you know? And are there parts of that service that you could take away? Is there or are there elements of that service that might add value to someone who's suddenly price sensitive, <laughs> who's no longer going to be able to afford your, your service that you could, you know, that, that you could offer, you know, to, to allow a cheaper price, you yeah. know? And, and I think that's a, a, good, a, a good way to, to think about it. Obviously, you've got to be careful, right? Again, you're not diminishing your brand or you're not, you know, if you're all about high level of service that you don't introduce some sort of, you know, cheap product that, that's actually going to give a, a bad service at the end of the day. Um, but I think these are, these are ways that, that we can, yeah, that, that we can think about servicing that market. You know, we're suddenly going to be more price sensitive, so what can we, what can we introduce there? And, and the, the, the other thing, I guess, is that is, you know, maybe it's a, it's a product line, a cheaper product line, you know, or maybe there's that idea of actually introducing a, a challenger brand or another cheaper brand that you, you, um, you know, knowing, I guess, like Louis Vuitton, right? I imagine they're not going to be suddenly having a big sale or, or going, you know what, we're going to create a cheaper product, you know, so, but they might have a, another brand that they say, okay, well, Louis Vuitton's not going to be making a lot of money in, in this market, but we've got this cheaper brand that could. Yeah, I, and um, I think from a you know B two B sense, it's um, it's about getting your foot in the door, isn't it? So mm. um, I often think about it like um, 
you know, what, you know, maybe you've got to get a little bit bang, try and get a little, give people a little bit more bang for their buck or explain to them, you know, you know, let's focus on this. We can't do all of these things, so let's do this. Um, it's, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's, 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 a, it's a smaller limited product or, it's, you know, less investment, but you're going to get more out of this and, you know, you'll be able to run with this yourself or, you know, and so, but it's, it's, it's really the same concept, isn't it? Um, um, you're, it's, it's about, you know, getting, you know, making them consider you. And continue to consider mm. you like it is with 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 toothpaste. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's interesting we use that example. I think um, keeping a close eye on the toothpaste aisle actually is probably going to be a pretty good training course in how to handle <laughs> those things because Colgate are, are all over this stuff, right? And 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 a lot of the others, right? Procter and Gamble and um, you know whatever that other the, the other major one you remind me at the moment. Um, you know all these, the, you know these guys, these brands, these mega brands know this stuff and they know it intimately. You know? Yeah. So it would be very interesting to keep an eye on that that supermarket aisle and and see, uh, I dare say, the uh, the 20% more and, well, you know, that, and these it. kind of things will happen. That's it. No, so I think that's good, really good advice. Um, not, it's, and it's, so it's, it's price sensitivity, but it's, it's not about discounting. It's about understanding, you know, understanding how things are at the moment, which is everything's on the mm-hmm. table, isn't it? Everything yeah. on the table, um, and, and uh, the, people are buying things differently. They've created new habits, um, like even even going to this morning. These friends of ours um, have um, uh, you know had lost their jobs or at least had their jobs put on hold because of coronavirus, and and um, and so they're in hospital. Um, so they um, they've been you know cooking food for their friends, and you know I had they they dropped off. You know we're probably getting you know, 50, 60 bucks worth of food off them every week. It's, you know, two or three meals and it's, it's been a, but, it, but it's been a change then because we've been, you know, we've been cooking a bit less because we've been able to get it off them. But then afterwards, you know, what does that mean? There's going to be, there's people getting more, you know, more takeaway um, from these restaurants that maybe, then maybe that behavior will stick a little bit longer. It's, it's, you know, it's mm. not going to be, we're not going to be face to face as much. And um, I, I'm sure, I'm, I'm not sure, I'm pretty sure things will move back to close to the same way they were yeah. Um, eventually, like I know, there's been lots of conversations. I, I agree. Like, I, the new normal and stuff like that. Like, nah, um, there's no new normal. Yeah, there, 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 <laughs> there, there isn't. Um, there will be some things that change, um, um, but they probably won't change as much as we we think we think they will. Yeah. yeah. Look, you might find there's some micro behaviours or something. You know, like I think. You know, certainly some of the things, you know, a lot of businesses have suddenly got very good at, at, at you know, using Zoom, you know, and, and maybe maybe some of those those little behaviours will, will, will stick, you know. Um, you know, it gives us a, a, an opportunity to trial things. You know, maybe some of us will decide that actually working out at home is a good, is a good idea yeah. and those gym memberships won't. But I, I tend to think that... Uh, you know, we'll all snap back pretty quickly. Well, no, I think we've all got, yeah, no, <laughs> we've all got a pretty mu- good muscle memory for for the way that we behave. And well, there's uh, reasons why we behave that way, isn't there? Like even with the gym one, um, no, the, yes, as the theory is, um, regardless, um, <coughs> excuse me, um, it's cheaper to it is cheaper to work out at home. Um, but does that mean you're going to have the motivation to do it? Uh, no, my, my, you know most people are paying for that gym membership. Uh, you know, for the 
um, you know, for the for the for the group sense of it, or you know, the fact that they've actually made an investment in something, so they need to continually turn up. So, there's, I, I think, yeah. the way the world was is um, is there for yeah. for a reason. And look, and there is actually a lot of data on this, right? So, I mean, the the, the thing is is that we we respond to stimulus. Right. And, and the way that we behave in, in economic downturns is directly related to the stimulus yep. that we're receiving. So when the signals are negative, 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 that's why you know in, historically like newspapers and media has played such a big role because the more they focus on the negative, and we saw that in 2008 in Australia, we never actually hit a, a technical recession, but we had 10 years of stagnant growth because the, the, those signals were consistently negative ones, yeah. you know, and so we do change our behaviour. And, and so typically what will happen is, yeah, we'll continue to change our behaviour. You know, we'll probably keep the home gyms long after lockdown is, ends for as long as that stimulus is a negative one. You know, because we're thinking, okay, we need to save every dollar. I'm going to make all my coffees at home. I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to save all this money. I'm going to keep working out. I'll cancel the gym membership, all those kind of things. But as soon as that stimulus disappears, um, you know, and that the, then suddenly all those old behaviours will just creep in. And that's why recessions take two to three years and not instant bounce back, yeah. right? Because over the journey, just more and more of us will start returning to our old behaviours and, and, and cutting these out. And, and I think that's the point for me, if, it, you know, if I can sort of sum, uh, summarise, you know, is, is that you've got this small, brief moment in, in time where we you can capitalise on consumer behaviour being different. different. And... You know, so for me, you know, there's two ways that businesses respond to themselves, right? Because businesses are making the same kinds of decisions that, that consumers are making. The smart ones are doubling down on their marketing effort. If you're in the luxury of actually being able to keep your budgets and these kind of things, they're doubling down because they know they're going to win huge market share and that's going to, and they're going to lock in. The the rest of us uh, are making you know security-based decisions and thinking, you know what? cancel that marketing spend, you know, we've got to go small, let's not do anything frivolous. And what's going to happen to those businesses is their competitors, there's going to be one of them, at least one in your market that's going to be thinking they're, they're in the opposite way and they're going to take all the market share away from you. Yeah. You know, so it's... It's, it's, it's a, a tough a, one, that one, because I, I know all that, um, you know, the... the you know that that that's the same thing you spoke about at the start. You know, the, the behaviour doesn't happen as happens every single recession, and the the, mm. the, the wisdom is invest more now. Unfortunately, um, the, if you don't have the money to, um, well, that's, that's, a, that's a thing. <coughs> you can't. The, do it. the wisdom would suggest that now's a good time to buy stocks. Only I don't have any money to buy them, yeah. so I guess I have to wait to the next recession. That's <laughs> that, that's true. And and um, yeah, I mean, it, for a while, once all this kind of kicked off, it was a bit tedious to read. You know, my LinkedIn feed was. Um, full of marketers going, you know, you need to, you know, double down on your marketing. It's like, yeah, yeah. okay. but Yeah, we just um, fired half our staff. Yeah, Maybe it's a little bit hard yeah, to double down on right. The interesting thing is, and I guess, the, you know, probably the, the point is there's, there's, a, there's a lot of uh, data that shows that actually even maintaining your budget in yeah. this, you know, the same kind of activity because somewhere around about 40% of your competitors uh, are going to stop Advertising, so that spend itself, like there's a, there's a concept which which I won't get into now called um, excess share of voice. That actually will give you a significant increase in your excess share of voice um, just by doing the same. But you know, regardless of whether you've got the budget, you can double down or not. I think either as a marketer, you can fight and, and at least be talking about the opportunities that exist for market shares to keep 
as much of it as you can or to or to to maintain you know some kind of spend i think is is really important if you're a business owner or, or um, you know you're responsible for that you know it's maybe in your planning to say you know, you've got to make sure that there's some pool here because either your competitors are going to take yeah, market share away from you or, or you've got an opportunity to. So, yeah, yeah it is a good, you know, you've got to be careful, don't you? It's a bit tedious, that sort of like, double down your marketing. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, there's a reality as well. Yeah. Anyway, we um, might need to call it quits there, but yeah. hopefully that's been, um, you know, no, a, really a, good. an interesting point of discussion. I, um, I got got a lot out of that, mate. And I, I think from that, <coughs> the takeaway there is it is about the mindset. So think about um, what the change in mindset is and, um, and, and how, you can, um, how you can get something out of that. Yeah, brilliant. All right, so look, thank you once again. This has uh, been another episode of Brand Width. Uh, as usual, I guess if you've loved it, please do leave a review anywhere you can leave a review. That's It's tremendously important to the success of this and also keeps us motivated to, to keep putting out episodes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if you if you haven't liked it, we've got some criticism, um, please send it our way. Just, just don't leave a review. Just, just email us. <laughs> Uh, cool. So, till next time. See you soon. Thank you. Okay. Bye.